Praise the Lord, church. Um, thank you, Pastor, for um, allowing me to um, speak and minister tonight. I appreciate your faith in me. Um, I hope it goes a long way. So <laughs> um, I'm going to be um, reading out of Galatians 5, um, chapter 5, verse 16 through 26. If you want to stand for the reading of the word. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which these are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revealings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections of lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory provoking one another, envying one another. Heavenly Father, God, I ask that you would anoint this message that I have today. Lord, I ask that you would open our hearts and open our minds to hear your word. I ask that you would send peace and calm to myself, Lord. I ask that you would, you would minister to us, God. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Um, you know, this morning, um, Pastor was preaching, um, and I almost thought he was going to give my message. <laughs> Um, but it seems that God lined it all up for a reason. Um, so if I had to title anything, and it goes along with this morning, um, if I had to title my message, it would be obstructed or flowing. Um, this, past, this morning, Pastor said, you know, that we're vessels of living water and that we can get clogged. Um, and Galatians 5 talks about the works of the flesh. And uh, most of those are, are pretty evident, and everyone agrees what the definitions of most of them are. But I want to focus on a few of them today. Um, so, hatred can be defined as a state or feeling of being actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. Um, we won't go into politics today, but if you look at the media, everyone has hatred towards one another. They're actively opposed and hostile to one another. Um, variance can be defined as inconsistency or disagreeing or quarreling. I mean, inconsistency, that's, that's terrible. I would never want to be inconsistent with coming to church. I always want to be faithful, right? Um, emulations, efforts to surpass someone or surpass their achievements, being envious of them, that's what emulations is. I don't want to be envious of anyone. Maybe God, you know, but he's got it all and, and I don't, but... Um, wrath, anger, annoyance, irritation, vexation. You're going to be walking down the road and you see someone, you're like, whoa, that's really annoying. That person is annoying me. That's wrath. Believe it or not, that's wrath. Okay? Um, strife, angry or bitter. Um, 
everyone knows what an antonym is, right? An antonym is the opposite of what a word is. So if I say strife, an antonym would be example. Peace, exactly. Literally, the antonym, the opposite of strife is peace. Who would not want to be peaceful? I don't want to be anger. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be bitter. Sedition, conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against authority, troublemaking, subversion. I don't want to be accused of sedition. I don't want to be accused of inciting people to rebel against God, inciting people to rebel against the pastor, against the ministers in this church, right? Envy, discontent, and resentfulness, longing to have what someone else has. I mean, envy, am I envious of someone? I mean, I'm sure I would love to have a Mercedes, right? I would love to have a $300,000 401k, right, right, okay? Am I envious of that person? Should I be? Revelings can be disorderly great pleasure or satisfaction in something that's disorderly or or wrong. An example would be Brother Winston um, last Sunday was talking about how he um, he had to constantly tell someone, no, I don't want to listen to that. No, I don't want to hear those jokes. No, I don't want to do that. If he didn't do that, he would take great pleasure in that disorderly conduct and that satisfaction. Right? So when someone's talking and gossiping or doing something they're not supposed to, you're not supposed to laugh along with them. Right? I mean, are you obstructed? Are you? Is your well obstructed? We all fall into traps that can clog up our Holy Ghost. Bitterness, unforgiveness towards another person. Well, you cut me off, so I will never speak to you again. Okay? I mean, who's, who, who does that? You're driving along, somebody cut you off, and you know, you dum, 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 dum. All right? I'm not the only person who does that. And if you're not admitting to yourself, you know, we've got another problem going on in here. You know, lying, that's a sin too, okay? <laughs> well, you know, bitterness. Well, brother so-and-so gave me a word from God, and it convicted me, and I'm offended. And I will never go back to that church. All right? All right? Or did you know, well, that sister so-and-so, she has a family member, and that person has kids and they're not married but they're living together what's that called I think that's called gossip right is that going to clog your well is that going to obstruct you I think it will do we want to obstruct the work of God in our lives Are you praying for the gift of the Spirit, one of the gifts of the Spirit? Do you want the gift of healing, tongues interpretation? Do you just want to witness to someone? Can you hear the voice of God? It's a a small voice. It's a still, small voice. But we have to condition our hearts and our minds to listen by recognizing when our well is obstructed. Right? If you can't recognize when your well is obstructed, how can you clean it? How can you purify it? Right? You know, sometimes I'm out and about, something happens, and my husband can testify to this, that 
something happens and, you know, the past is brought up or just something happens right then and, and I get all flustered and I get all angry all over again about something that's, you know, happened. It's in the past, you know. And, um, and sometimes I literally say out loud, I need to stop before I lose my Holy Ghost. <laughs> right? Right? It's serious. We have the power and the choice to stop that. We do. I don't want to be obstructed. I'm going to stop. I don't want to lose my Holy Ghost. I want to flow. How do you allow flow? What can we do to have a living, flowing well? So Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Fruit. Everybody read that? <clears throat> but the fruit. Fruit. Singular. Singular, not plural. You don't get to pick one out. You don't get to pick the one that's easiest for you. I mean, yeah, love. Oh, I love everybody. But do you really? Right? Joy. Are you going to pick joy? Is that the only thing that you can do is, oh, I'm so happy. Right? Joy. Is that the best that you can do? Is that the one thing you can do of the fruit of the Spirit? So love is unconditional love. Our Father loves us unconditionally. Whether we believe it or not, whether we know it or not, whether we sin or not, whether we walk in his grace or not, he loves us unconditionally. He loved us enough to die for us. So why shouldn't we love someone else? Sister Brenda, I love you. If you, if you hurt my feelings, I would turn my other cheek. Someone hurts your feelings, turn the other cheek. Love. Forgive them. Love them. Always. You know, forgiveness isn't really about them. It's about you. Okay? So if you love someone, I'm going to forgive them because that's good for me. If they forgive me, great. If they accept my forgiveness, wonderful. I, it doesn't matter, but I forgave them, and I'm cleaning my heart, and I'm unclogging my well. Right? right? So joy. Joy in all things. Pastor said, woe is me this morning. We don't want to focus on woe is me, how hard my life is. But instead, look at what the Lord has done in my life. The first time I, I spoke up here, I talked about a testimony. You know, testify how wonderful Jesus Christ is. Amen. Right? Rejoice. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. Always, no matter what you're going through, right? You know, I mean, Sister Lake's family is, is dealing with a lot right now. Someone they love and dearly cared for passed away. But don't you think she's rejoicing? Don't you think that they should rejoice and have joy? Because they know where she is. Are we there? No. But I'm still going to be joyful. When you're in, when you're, you know, just talking about joy, I, I love, I love being happy. You know, I mean, happiness is a choice. Joy is a choice. God gave you a choice. It's your choice, right? So I'm going to choose to be joyful and have my well to be flowing, my Holy Ghost to be flowing. Amen. You come into church on a Wednesday. Oh, Wednesdays is Bible studies. Don't you love Bible studies? Don't we have good worship, right? But sometimes we come in.
I don't want to be here, but I got to be faithful. <laughs> right? Is that joy? Is that joyful? Are you, are you raising your hands? Oh, I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Or are you joyful in your worship? Right? Are you happy for what God has done for you? Are you joyful? I could just go on and on. It won't be, I could preach about joy, you know, the whole time. But we'll move on to peace. Right? Peace, tranquility, freedom. Freedom from gossip or dispute between groups or individuals. It's not just, oh, I'm so peaceful. No, it's, it's you've got freedom. You've got a freedom of choice to decide I'm not going to give in to that because I'm going to be peaceful. I'm not going to get into anger. I'm not going to get into wrath because I'm going to be peace, peaceful. Hold my peace. Let the Lord fight my battles. Hold my tongue, right? Okay? Long-suffering. <clears throat> my mother used to say that I was very difficult with long-suffering growing up as a child. Um, because that means patience. Patience, okay? She would sing me the song, have patience. It was a big elephant. Don't be in such a hurry. Have patience. I struggle with this. I mean, when I want something to happen, I want it to happen now. Right? But is it my timing? No. It's not my timing. It's God's timing. I'm going to have patience in spite of the troubles that are coming. I'm not going to complain because I'm going to show long-suffering and I'm going to have patience. Gentleness. Kind, tender, courteous. You know, cutting someone off. You know, I, I talk about driving because <clears throat> my husband would call me an aggressive driver. I enjoy driving. It's one of my, one of my great pleasures. Um, it's probably something that, you know, um, is getting, you know, close to a, a sin for me sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I do. I enjoy driving. And um, my life, I, I've had a dream since I was a child. Um, a goal would be to drive you know, an Indy 500 car, <laughs> right? Just one lap, just one lap, you know? It doesn't matter if I'm going 25 miles an hour, you know? <laughs> one lap, that's all it would take, you know? Um, but gentleness, someone cuts you off, okay? Well, instead of getting all mad, why don't you let the other person go in front of you, right? You're not in a hurry, let the other person go, Right? I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be courteous to other people. This goes a long way as far as witnessing goes. Right? Aren't we called to witness? Okay? I'm going to be kind and tender and courteous to another person because what if that person cuts you off and you roll down your window and you're yelling and screaming at them and then that person shows up for church on a Wednesday night? That would not be good. How are you supposed to witness to that person? Goodness. Moral excellence. Not everyone can, you know, I mean, moral, oh, morality, oh, we have to be excellent. You know, but having integrity is, is a huge part of goodness. Not lying, making good on a promise, giving to others, right? Not saying, well, well, I mean, somebody needs help in the church and we have to do this, but, well, I did that the last time, and I think someone else should do it this time. Well, I gave money last time, and I think someone else should do that. Well, I, blah, 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 someone else should do that, not me. Right? Someone else, not me. Is that goodness? 
I will tell you that it's always your time to give what you have. Right? Because we are abundantly blessed. Maybe not financially, but we are abundantly blessed. It's always your turn to help. It's always our gifts that we need to give. How are you supposed to show goodness to someone if you're saying, no, I'm not going to do that? No. I did that two years ago. I'm not going to do it again. Well, I had to do this last month. It doesn't matter. It's always your turn to give. It's always your turn to help. Show goodness. Faith. Faith. Faith doesn't just mean trust and confidence in God. It means also trust and confidence in someone else or something. So... Sister Taylor, if you tell me something and you're going to do it, I'm going to believe that you're going to do it. Doesn't matter if two months ago you told me something and you didn't do it and you failed me, but I'm going to have faith that you are going to do what you're going to say you're going to do. Right? You know, I know sometimes I look, well, this person did that in the past. Yeah, right. It's not going to happen again. They're not going to do that. You know, but we should have faith and trust in other people. Okay? Not only in God's power, but in other people as well. Amen. Meekness, submissive, obedience. It got really quiet. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't talk about the marriage relationship. <laughs> but submissiveness and obedience, we don't only need to submit ourselves to God, but submit ourselves to those who have authority over us your bosses at work, right, kids, your elders, okay, your parents, all right, our pastor, he submits himself to God, we need to submit ourselves to him, we need to go along with his will, what he wants to do with our church, right, obedience, submissiveness, meekness, temperance, self-restraint, You know, and I don't mean just, you know, I'm going to restrain myself from yanking someone by the ear. And, you know, when they're being crazy, I'm not going to, you know, just stop that. You know, I mean, as parents, you do that. Get over here. You know, that doesn't just mean not doing that. (laughs) Um, It also means not indulging yourselves in things that we don't need. I might like a Mercedes Benz, but do I need that? Where can that money go? If I had that money, where could that money go? We need a van. Anybody, right, we need a van, okay? Everyone knows that we had a hit and run. Someone hit us, took off, right? We need a van. You got enough money for a Mercedes-Benz, you got enough money for an offering, okay? All right? (laughs) Maybe pastor should have me talk more often. But it, don't indulge ourselves in things that we don't need. Don't indulge ourselves in, you know, well, there's a show on Netflix, and I really like it, and I've got two days off. And instead of going and doing something that I probably should do, I'm going to sit in my pajamas, and I'm going to binge watch Netflix. <laughs> Anybody can raise their hand to that, Okay. Right? I, I'm, I'm going to put my hand up because if I didn't, I'd be lying. Okay? Being careful in what you say is also temperance. Okay? <laughs> Self-restraint. Restraining yourself. If you're in a conversation and something is going on, this, 
huge thought pops in your mind, right? And everybody knows that's where it all starts, the mind. You have this whole conversation between you and the other person. In your mind, it's in your mind. They say something, and in your mind you say, well, if you didn't just tell me that, and I would, duh, 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 and then they say back in, in your mind, I can't believe you just said that, and it escalates and escalates and escalates and escalates, right? All in your mind. So there's this thing called a filter, okay? So um, temperance, be careful in what you say because you're going to turn somebody off, especially if we're supposed to be Christ-like, right? Ephesians 5.9 says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So if you struggle with the fruit of the Spirit, why don't you just practice it some? All right? Okay. Volunteer for something. Sister Jenny, you still need help in the nursery? All right. Anybody want to volunteer to help with the nursery? Anybody want to volunteer some offering for the van? Let's practice our fruit of the Spirit, okay? Let's practice it. We've, we're having great revival. We are in this church. But to continue to have an outpouring of souls, we have to witness to someone, okay? And I don't want to be obstructed in my heart and my Holy Ghost while I'm trying to witness to someone because they're going to sense right away that person is fake. That person, well, I mean, they cut me off and I came to church and I can't believe what they said to me, you know. Am I going to be obstructed or am I going to let it flow? We have all been tasked with being a witness. We all have been. Acts 1.8 says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. How can you be a witness if you're obstructed? How can you be a witness? How can we continue to have great revival in this church and the outpouring of souls and five people getting baptized tonight? We had two this morning. How can we continue to bring people to church if we're obstructed and if we're not letting our Holy Ghost flow like it should be? Right? The Bible says that we need to die daily. Right? Clean your heart. Super easy. So easy. You know, if, you're, if you really want to witness and you really want to have the living water flowing out of you all the time, it's so easy to cleanse your heart. First thing in the morning, say a prayer. God, reveal to me anything that's not of you and anything that I can do to clear my heart and to clear my mind. Renew a right spirit within me. Are you going to allow God to continually flow living waters and the Holy Ghost out of you? Or are you going to obstruct his work in your life and in the lives of this church and in Oak Park Pentecostals? We're having revival. Are you going to obstruct it? Or are you going to allow your living water, your Holy Ghost to flow? Right? 